others in Canada? No, they have uh, Hortons. Oh yeah, Tim Hortons. How's Tim Hortons? We love Tim Hortons. Is it I'm good? Very, yeah, I love their French vanilla coffee. Is it comparable to Dunkin' Donuts in the U.S.? Do you know? know? Like, what's it comparable to in the U.S.? Mm, Dunkin' Donuts, but I've yeah. never had Dunkin' Donuts, so I can't say. We never had it until we moved to Tracy. Yeah. What's yeah, it's not anything to say? It's about. where we live. <laughs> um, so sorry we're a little oh, yeah. late. Sorry, we're a little bit late. The, the second half of hypothetical comedy this morning insisted on getting iced coffee and tacos, which is always a good idea. Look, it, it felt um, like a good thing to do for the whole day. It but felt see, real. We can't get them where we live because everything sucks here. So we had to go to a different <laughs> city to get them. Okay. Hell see, yeah. I just see you guys as living in LA, even though that's probably nowhere near where you live. Everybody, like, just... everybody um, outside of California that doesn't really doesn't know us like in person. We'll go like, oh, California, L.A. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We're near San Francisco, though. We're near San Francisco. We're we're, we're uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. See, I didn't even know San Francisco was northern. In my head, it was south. <laughs> That's awesome, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Hypothetical Comedy, the podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina, and I'm Athena Rodriguez, and we are here today with Canadian-based comedian. <laughs> No, no, Toronto. No, I thought you were going to say Canadian Bacon. Canadian Bacon. That should be your nickname. Canadian Bacon. Linda Camacho. I mean, as long as it's not in a derogatory way, I would totally accept being called Canadian Bacon. As long as I'm Canadian Bacon. You should make that your first comedy album. Linda Camacho. A little salty. Uh, so how's things out there, Linda? Are you um, able to? Are you guys open yet, or is it still closed? I know Toronto is opening and closing. We opened in February. Okay. So when you guys opened last year in February, we waited one whole year. Wow! Wow, that's crazy. And finally opened February, but things like numbers are going up now. So who knows? Same over here. Yeah, too. same here too. And there's like more variants. There's like variants of variants. And then monkey pox. And then, and it's just yeah. like, well, it's wild. Right. It's wild. <laughs> I heard that the monkey pox is uh, becoming more transmissible. So I'm really happy I'm celibate. Is oh, it gosh. sexual? Is monkey pox sexual? Apparently it's becoming so that all you need is close contact with like, <gasps> like touching someone and that's it. That's fun. Dang. I had chicken pox, but never mind. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. So how's, how's Wait, life? When did you have chicken pox? Did oh, you have I it? Like, at- I have it right now. No, I had it. I had it when I was in second grade. Okay, that's fine. Everyone yeah. gets it in second grade, right yeah. before communion. Yeah, I was little yeah. when I got them too. Yeah, I was little. It was not I, I had, oh, but when I was 19, I had <laughs> shingles, which is an adult form of chicken pox. That sounds horrible. But it's still, I was still like, you know, hundreds of years ago. Apparently, apparently shingles is worse than fibromyalgia. Wow. But, I, the well, way he described the thing, it, the, yes, it sounds I wouldn't horrible. say that because shingles is very, very temporary. Is worse than pain felt in fibromyalgia, even yeah. though it's wow. smaller, wow. shorter terms. 
I did not know that. That's interesting. Like you only hear, you only feel like the super intensity of fibro when you're having. So then I can be like, "Hey, go get my slippers. I had shingles once." (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't do that. (laughs) You draw draw me a bath. I did have shingles (laughs) in the past. (laughs) Let me get a pen. Uh, So, Linda, how long have you been doing um, stand-up comedy? Uh, I have yet to reach my third year. Okay, a little over two years. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. What What made you decide to start doing comedy? Well, I always had a passion for it, but I didn't like believe in myself enough until I saw. Well, I had made a joke one day, and I was like, "Wow, this is really good." And then <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just so happened to see a Second City ad on Facebook, and I was like, "Fate, I can take my one oh, joke. Yeah. I can take my one joke <laughs> and build an entire just career. Stretch it out for five minutes long. I can add some tags on it. Um, <coughs> do, you, do you know the joke? Is it appropriate? Yeah, um, it's." Uh, actually, it is a little bit blue. Uh, okay, if you'd rather not tell it, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, not that bad. It's not. That, <laughs> it does involve that. It does involve the word s. You know, e. We you can, can change the word uh, if you want. It's okay. Um. Okay. Ooh, With, you know, the the the. Okay, like an <laughs> oh, all right. I can see. Let's move on. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't her... supposed to be that dirty, but I just like eclairs, and that was the first thing that came. Up. Oh, I love eclairs too, but now I'm never gonna look at them the same again. Yeah, I know. I could tell. Oh, look on your face. <laughs> so you said that you saw an ad for a Second City on Facebook. Um, what did you like? Contact them. Like, how did that go yeah. about? So I clicked on the ad, I signed up for the class and I had no idea what it was or what we were going to do. It was literally like me. It was like a leap of faith. I had no idea what was going to happen. Wow. That's crazy. So what was it? So what was it like? At yeah, the, what what, did you was learn? it in Toronto? They, were they having classes in yeah, Toronto? Yeah, it was in Toronto. And so there's three levels in Second City in Toronto and the first level I took all three, but the first level was taught by Precious Chong, and she is a director and actress and comedian, and she um, just, she, the first thing she ever told us was just tell us a story about the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you, and I just went out there, and everyone liked it, because I had so many that I literally had one, like, from that week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're, when i got here today <laughs> <that's-> Bas- well, <laughs> and uh, funnily enough that same night i actually ended up getting robbed in toronto oh, what? what oh my gosh tell us about that yeah where were you what was happening so i went to meet up with a friend and this guy is so embarrassing because it was like I was robbed, but it was like I was scammed, but I just didn't know what to do about it. Oh, my. So um, this guy was saying that he was, like, assaulted and that he didn't have a phone. And 
I got like a weird vibe from him, but I told my friends to like, I just basically was like, I'll take the bullet for you guys and you guys go away and I'll deal with this. But it ended up me having to like give him money from an ATM. Oh, wow. And I was just scared he was going to like take my phone. So I kind of just did everything he told me to do. Oh, wow. Um, Lesson learned, though. I never let that happen again. Yeah, don't help strangers. No, don't. <laughs> that is not the lesson. <laughs> I'm very weird about helping strangers, though. I really am. You never know when that they're lying to you or they have, you know, bad intent. Very true. Like, there's more to the story, but I'm just too embarrassed right. to say. One day I'll come out with it just to warn people, like, this is a scam that happens. And I wasn't the only one. When I called the police, they were like, you're not the only person who's called t- telling them they but so I was sort of scammed robbed and but I still continued to go I was traveling from Aurora to Toronto which is like a five hour <laughs> oh, oh my wow. gosh Linda were you living in Aurora it's like it's like three hours north of Toronto but I was taking like two like a bus, two trains, and oh, a street. Transit. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> and uh, eventually, I just finished the class. Um, I got one laugh in my grad show. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> but it wasn't because, like, I, we had almost no, like, we didn't have a lot of people in the audience, and yeah. It was my first bomb, the first ever time on stage. And I felt um like I felt like my classmates sold me out because like they were laughing at my crap the whole time. And then in the grad show, they were all just like, nope. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> my humor is blue, and there was like only like people over 60 in the audience. Oh, um, I can see why they would like that. Yeah. A mother and her like teenage son. <gasps> so I and I couldn't, I had no other humor. I had no other jokes. So I I presented three jokes and <laughs> I bombed. And then I didn't do anything for two months. However, I like continued to support improv shows. And I still went to watch comedy shows. And finally, September 2019, I went back in it. Yeah. What? So basically, you uh, you didn't do it for three months. Did you like plan? Did you like say, forget this, I'm done with it? Two months. No, I didn't. I didn't say forget this, but it did take time to recover. And I find that the longer you wait to have that big bomb, like you'll eventually have that time where you're just like, screw this but you always come back to it it's just that initial the first bomb is always the hardest i've been doing comedy for like 10 years and i'm waiting to not have a big bomb (laughs) (laughs) well you're just magical i guess just never buying (laughs) no 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 i always no i meant i'm always bombing okay yeah yeah yeah. okay so it's just like you're waiting (laughs) you're bombing right now i'm bombing right now Hey, oh I, my. I, I do want to compliment you, Linda. I do want to compliment you. You've already gotten more laughs in this podcast and you got your graduating set. 
Dang. Wow. Congrats. Um, You know what? I feel like that that bombing, that initial bomb you got for your graduation is almost like the rite of passage for you to feel like, okay, that felt like shit, but then you're not afraid to bomb again. You know, like it doesn't hit you as hard as that graduation bomb. It it was just what I felt was what I needed to not yeah. feel scared anymore. Yeah. And I said, okay, this is the worst thing that can happen. And I made sure that right after I continued to stay and I shook everyone's hands and we actually went for drinks. Like most people would like, and I've noticed this in comedy, when you bomb, you, you run away and never show your face. <laughs> the rest yeah. of the night. I've been there. <laughs> or at least for the rest of the show you just walk away go to the next one you put your head down and you walk out that door you go home <laughs> exactly but i didn't do that and i and i became friends with a few people afterwards and they became my comedy friends the ones yeah. we all took for the bringer shows and the competition shows and they all became super supportive of me and and vice versa and, and I felt like that, I think it's Second City for that, because I, I met that, like, group of, my tight-knit group, my first tight-knit group of comedy friends. I love it. Although I now it. I have, like, yeah. 30. Are those, the, the class you graduated with, the class you graduated with at Second City, are they still doing comedy in the Toronto area? Some of those people? Yeah, a lot of them are. That's dope. And, they're so funny. I like to I like to have funny people around me. That's why I'm friends with you guys. <laughs> oh, thanks. I, I like don't like people around me. That's why I married this one. Yeah, I'm. Oh, yeah, she's <gasps> looking. Hey, it's look, true. I just I'm look at her like a dinosaur. Crack up. <laughs> <laughs> I love dinos. Me too. I, That's why I like when people use it as like a derogatory term. They go, oh, this industry has so many dinosaurs. And but I'm it like, means like ancient. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> We're tear back up on the water cooler. Exactly. You see the Tyrannosaurus Rex making copies earlier? Yeah. I used to live in Alberta for a really long time, and there's so many like dinosaur fossils there. Oh, what? what? You have like places you can go and visit and check stuff out. Yeah, there's <gasps> actually one called Provincial Dinosaur Park, and you're just—I don't know if I flipped that. I'm, you know, the Latino in me always flips names, so I. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember actually seeing. Um, Hint, hint, wink, wink, a cougar, a live cougar, a baby cougar. Um, in these, it's called the Badlands. So it's a really dry place where like all the dino fossils are. Cause you know, they like getting their tan on. So <laughs> they were in the driest area of Canada to get that. <laughs> Nice. Mitch Hedberg has a joke about Badlands. He said, I bought me some Badlands. This is some Badlands. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. No, but they're so cool because you see these things called hoodoos. Do you know about the hoodoos? No, I never oh. heard of it. Okay, it's the sickest thing. All right, so it's like because there's all this like clay formations 
And then because of like, it's been weathered down so that it looks kind of like mushies, like a little mushroom made of sand, like sandstone mushrooms. Oh, wow. I gotta see that. No, you don't. Yeah, look it up. Google. Google that shit. Oh, can we swear? I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, I mean, feel free to you can't, you can't, but everybody else can. Um, <laughs> so I'm just kidding. No, it's fine. You can. Um, so you said that you went back, like you stopped for a couple months, you went back into comedy in September of 2019. Uh, we got back into it in July of 2019, so around the same time frame. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. What was... So you- we're just okay. getting back into it before the pandemic. Okay? Yeah, we were. In fact, I've always said, I feel like if I did not, because we stopped doing comedy for like three or four years. Oh, if wow. If I did not get back into comedy before the pandemic, I probably would not have done comedy in the pandemic. Wow. Because well, I'm so glad you did. Me too. Hell yeah. The first couple of times I was like, uh, no, F Zoom, you know, the first few months, of like first month or so. I was like, I'm not going to do anything on Zoom. And then, you know, you slowly try it and it's weird. And then you kind of get used to it. I love Zoom. I can talk about how much I love Zoom all day long. But for reals, <laughs> that's what everyone says is they tried it once or twice. And they're like, I'm never doing it again. Yeah, right. And but- it's funny, too, because a lot of people that I've talked to did Zooms with their local comedy people first. So did I. I did one that was run by Tony Sparks. He's a SF Bay Area legend um, just because I think there's more of a comfortability with people that you know from in person at that point. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people did local, their local Zooms um, in wow. the beginning. Anyway, before, before Zoom, uh, what was life like for you in the, from September 2019 until up until the pandemic? Like, were you out there doing mics and, and hanging out with cool people? So basically, I would do that trip from Aurora to Toronto like as much as I could. Sometimes I would come into the city five times a week, whether it was to watch someone's show or to do an open mic or, or to watch an improv show. Like I was always learning or supporting other people, or I just, I was going ham every single day. (laughs) Canadian bacon. uh, (laughs) Yeah. You're going Canadian bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Precious Chung, Chung, my first teacher, she gave me my first show in September. She gave me my first book paid gig. Awesome. And I didn't bomb. I didn't like, I didn't kill it, but I did really well. Like I'm, I'm proud of what I did. Yeah. Especially being so new probably. And I got another gig from another teacher who was my second level teacher, Leanne Mulladen. She gave me my second booked gig. And I I felt like I was finally like on a roll. <laughs> yeah. And I I won my first competition too. Oh, oh wow. wow, that's cool. So it's the only one I've ever won so far. But <laughs> hell yeah, I was like them. I haven't won any competitions. I I was like so surprised and I didn't expect it because someone else was in the lineup that I really admire and I was I swear I, I thought she would be a contender and then I ended up winning. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and then the pandemic happened. <laughs> oh, oh dang. And then they just pulled the plug on everything. 
Oh man. I mean, we're we're similar. We were doing a lot of stuff. We were getting a lot of momentum. We were going to San Francisco doing like three mics a night sometimes. And what? we were booked on shows. I had two, we had we both had two Friday night shows, show shows in March that never happened because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we were just gonna, you know, keep going from there. There's not that many like places here where you can say you can do three nights, uh, three mics a night. So that's really cool that you were doing that. And yeah, yeah. She would pick me up from work and we would just, you know, you go to, you know, you just time it out based on what time the mics are. And there's tons of mics in San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you uh, if you got the time and the gas money or the fare. Well, whatever. gas money wasn't really that big of a problem in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> driving a lot to san francisco yeah that's true that's true hey so um i want to go back to the second city for a minute so you said there's three yeah. different levels did you have to yeah. sign up for three different times or is that just one course yeah it's three different courses and uh, you pay three different times you oh, wow. get three different grad shows okay um each one is filmed and um I, I feel like I learned a lot. I had three different teachers and um, it, I feel like it's the same as any other kind of comedy class I've taken where you get a little bit of feedback from your peers and then you get the feedback from your teacher and then you get a homework kind of each week of what to write for the next week. And those give you almost like ideas and I, I honestly felt like I got a lot from those three courses. Yeah, I mean, Second City, I'm sure they have a lot to, to teach because, I mean, they've been on for a long time. And they have a lot of experience. Um, the teachers that I had, they were all, like, experienced comics from Toronto. And I always, I, I really like learning something new from each teacher. Like, you always get, like, one little tidbit or trick and even just that one tidbit or trick is like worth it for the whole course yeah, because then you're right. like now i know how that person made it and i know how that person did it mm-hmm. and you get a little bit learning from this person a little bit learning from that person and yeah. incorporate it into your own absolutely how long yeah. were you were you attending uh second city for all the three courses each course is like five weeks okay so one class each week nice that's awesome. Um, and then I asked a lot of comics, especially the, the ones who started comedy just before the pandemic. How did uh, how did Zoom end up changing your life? I met so many people at a time when I would have been stuck at home, not talking to anybody, not being able to see anybody. And I made so many friends. Yeah. Like I became a social butterfly on Zoom and and, I, and it helped my career at the same time as it helped my social life. That's awesome. That's a good, yeah, that's good. That's really good. And then we, I met you uh, on a Dev fan yeah. show. Yes, I remember that. I think I saw you twice. The first time yeah. I think you were just uh, like auditioning, which is just you sitting. <laughs> <laughs> auditioning, yeah, which is just like watching the show and shutting the fuck up. <laughs> It's basically, no, but there's so much to it. And when you have fibromyalgia, it's hard because you're yeah. supposed yeah. to be right. the stand still. in frame. You can't move. The camera the has to be still. Yep. And it's for a whole hour. Right? Sometimes up. it's longer. 
You can't eat, you can't drink, you can't make noise other than laughing, you can't talk, you can't make any comments. Um, you can't look at your phone. <laughs> yeah, it's fun yeah. though. Like, like there's a lot of rules, but I really enjoyed uh, his shows online. I feel like every time I did his show, I got better because it's mm-hmm. all these like comics that have done it for so long, and you're and if you get them to laugh you know you're doing a good job yeah yeah absolutely right and i met a lot of really good top-notch comics doing that fan shows online so yeah that's absolutely true it's so good for networking too because like if you see a comic that you like you follow them on instagram you get to know their stuff they follow you back it's a really great way to like meet people just even just one of those shows yep networking yep absolutely yeah you know and Kristen Lundberg? Know who? Kristen Lundberg? Yes. That's kind of what we did with her. Like we saw her on some some show on Zoom and we loved her. Then we like added her on Facebook. And uh, at some point when we were doing feature acts on Open Mic, uh, we, had, we had her feature on one of the shows. She is amazing. She was fucking awesome. And it was one of those things where we're like, man, we would have probably never had this opportunity if we didn't have the Zoom thing going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, exactly. Like I now have like, uh, what do you call it? Contacts in every city in the U.S. Yeah. And and other countries, too, even. And I like that you mentioned, like, I feel like it's definitely helped me as a booker to get to know talent everywhere. Like I would like like it's not something that I feel jealous about when I see someone who is talented. I'm like, wow, can I put you on my show? Can I can I meet you in real life sometime in the future? And I get advice sometimes from comics who who I like and who I admire Mm -hmm. simply because I met them on Zoom. Like, that's insane. Insane. That is insane. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's really good. It, it, it's good for reps. And like you said, the fibromyalgia thing. So it is harder to go out and some of the bus for three hours sometimes, I'm sure. Um, exactly. So yeah, it definitely brings well, it to I you. Well, I, I still do Zoom open mics and I like that I don't have to see people I don't like that make me feel uncomfortable at open mics. People who do like, I feel like people are more accountable when they do comedy on Zoom because they know like, this shit could be out there forever. Yeah. So they don't say stuff that's homophobic, transphobic, misogynist. Like you, you're more accountable for what you say. And I like that. I like Zoom open mics. I feel safer. And yes, I don't have to feel so much pain. Open mics in Toronto kind of suck because you go, they, and if you're a girl, you're probably the only girl there. And they will put you last, if not completely, not even put you on the show. And they make you sit there for three hours while guys who are friends with the host just go in there, pop in, bomb, and leave. Oh, no. And I I experienced that for six months before the pandemic. So when Zoom came along and I realized that I got everything and more from Zoom, I was sold. What about after Zoom? Because I know at some point Toronto opened up. What was comedy life for you after you spent a year, year and a half on Zoom? Well, like things only opened up this year. So I still needed Zoom while Americans were, you know, going back to live. 
And so I felt this kind of weird transition where Canadians weren't really that into Zoom. And so we felt more frustration on this side. And so I, I didn't have really places to go to live. And even now, I don't go to open mics live. I don't bother with it. I, I legit get the same thing from open mics. Why would I bother spending $40 going to an open mic, buying drinks there, paying for transit? No. Yeah, and then just sitting, up, sitting waiting to go up forever. It's at least if you're at home, at least if you're at home and you're waiting to go up, you know, you don't got to pay eight bucks for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I, I produce and, and host my own shows on Zoom. So why I don't <laughs> like I get the quote unquote stage time. I'm still working on my craft every week. I, I get supportive feedback. And I know that the people who come to the Zoom open mics like my stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, I'm not, I'm going to get an honest feedback from them versus a crowd of comedians who don't like me, yeah. who aren't going to laugh at my shit anyway. Aren't paying attention. At least if they don't like my stuff, they are still paying attention. And, and that's something that's hard to get. It's hard to get respect. And I feel like I got that from Zoom comics mm-hmm. and yeah. it, feels, it feels so nice to have a community that backs me up. And that I feel like I'm kind of like you guys, one of the leaders in this kind of community. I feel like I am a leader in, in the sense that like I've helped so many people out and um, I really like want that more in comedy because not a lot of people help me out in live. And so many people help me out in Zoom. I have so many opportunities given to me that would have never been given to me live. Um, yeah. Host, chance to book and produce, that was not given to me. And it's so, it's so competitive here in Toronto that even still now, it's hard to get stage time. You have to fight for it. So, and there's a, professional clubs that gatekeep women that don't like putting women on and I've seen these shows over and over and over and I'm like why can't why is there still like 90% guys on a lineup I don't get it zoom is not like that am I right zoom is not like that zoom zoom is a lot more diverse than a lot of Mm -hmm. live shows absolutely Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I like I said I can talk about how much I love zoom (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well let's talk about zoom but let's change a little bit how did you get connected with the Unknown Comedy Club? That was <laughs> how did I get connected by the Unknown Comedy Club? Well, I guess a comedy headliner friend um, suggested to them that I'd be good at helping them book talent that I know people. And so they booked me and I killed it. Um, because everyone else was a Toronto comic who had never done Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) And compared to me, I was like, I've been doing this a year. I got the timing, the delays, the everything. Everything. (laughs) So so for a little bit of context, the Unknown Comedy Club is a, it's a virtual comedy club, correct? Yes. 
And they do they do shows, they produce shows live on Zoom. And you yeah. are one of the bookers and you run the show. Yes. Well, I no longer um am with that show, but I did do um around 50 shows for them. And uh my co-host Miriam Khan and I we we would switch it up and and every other week and we booked some Toronto talent but a lot of them were flaky a lot of them didn't really care for Zoom I still booked a lot of American talent and the show was a like we had a lot of success honestly yeah it was a lot of fun times. I did it a couple times it was yeah. a lot of fun. I uh, I moved on because I got an offer from another friend to uh, co-host her show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the world's best laugh. <clears throat> yes, Carol Newell, and she's been doing it literally from the start of the pandemic. And when she offered, I just could not say no. Um, and I knew that my audience would be worldwide um, versus just Canada. And I was able to meet even more people through her because she would book a few people on the show. I would book a few people. And so we're helping each other out um, as well um, because she was struggling to get some American comics on. But I knew more people um, from other parts of the world and not just because America was like kind of getting sick of Zoom. But everywhere else in the world was still enjoying Zoom. Yeah, yeah, Wait. isn't it crazy though? You're right. America was getting sick of Zoom, but there were still other people that were doing it. But then it was hard because of time zones and you know all those other things too. Yes. Well, honestly, it's still so beneficial in other parts of the world, though. I agree. I feel like that's why it's still going strong. Like in Asia, Zoom is still huge. And um, I think the UK, also Hawaii. Like, there's still places in the world, Japan, I know for sure, that they're they're seeing the benefits of Zoom. And uh, I, I love how we go back to Zoom always. But <laughs> um, I'm definitely seeing the benefits of Zoom because now I'm literally have a computer in my bedroom and I'm working every single day from home. And if I have to talk to my supervisor or have a meeting, it's always on Zoom. It's just, I've done so many things on Zoom. I've done acting auditions on Zoom. That's so wow. I've taken hip hop classes on Zoom. Oh, wow. Wow. Hey, and before yoga, meditation <laughs> classes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Hip hop classes on Zoom. Hip hop. Yes. Because, and you know what? It's so nice because as a fat girl, if I'm in a hip hop class, it's usually all these skinny bitches. And oh, hip hop dancing, yeah. Hip hop oh, okay. dancing. I was yes. gonna see if you wanted to bust a flow for us, but it's not that kind of hip hop. Oh no, no, no! I should have said dancing. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Dancing. It's like a rap class. I'm a dancer. When all I say is hip hop, and I automatically assume that everyone thinks I'm saying hip hop dancing. Hell yeah. Okay, no, I wish I could rap. I want to rap in Spanish. I want to do it again. That'd be dope. Snow does that. Yeah, one of our favorite rappers, her name is Snow the Product. Uh, she goes back and forth Spanish and English. Oh my God, you have oh, to. That. I need she is dope. She you would love dope. her, Linda. You would. I would be the next Snow the Product. Snow the T H A, the product. 
Hell yeah. Okay. So do you want to uh, tell us when and where uh, World's Best Laugh can be found? Every Monday, although, however, I am taking a small break during the summer. <laughs> I will be back in August, um, but there's still shows going on every Monday night at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And the show, you can find the show online at the World's Best Laugh Facebook page. And it will be live streamed every Monday night. Yay! Yeah, go like the page. Go like the page because it'll alert you when they go live. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. Let's just let's transition into acting a little bit. Um, did you take any acting classes? How did you get into acting? I got discovered. Whoa. <laughs> Through Zoom comedy. I love it. I love it. Full circle. Wow. Full circle. Like, oh, you act like you know what you're doing. <laughs> How did you get started um, on Zoom comedy? Was it just like a comedy show and somebody just approached you? Yes, they were actually at the Unknown Comedy Club and wow, I got discovered wow. through them. And I um, am doing auditions now. Um, I haven't really been booked yet, but it's not surprising. I'm still new to this. I'm still learning right. the audition and you're process. Still young. But yeah. the foot is in the door. Right. The foot's in the door. Yeah. That's really all that matters at this point. So the thing with audition thing since the pandemic is that you now have to audition yourself. So you become your own director, your own editor, your own cameraman, your own lighting crew. Oh, you, and wow. you have to Set it all up and it literally last two minutes of you doing a few lines and then editing it. And it all takes about eight hours. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And wow. you usually <laughs> I've only gotten a few callbacks. Um, however, I, I do know that I'm new to this and mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of experience or training. But it's really cool that I'm learning how to act through the self-tapes. Like, I'm slowly, like, getting the skills that usually people have spent thousands and thousands of dollars at a university to get. And I'm just doing it because someone took a chance on me and, and is giving me the auditions to, to help me. And hopefully I... I book something soon, guys. Let's, oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> Sending all the the successful vibes Hell to yeah. Linda Kamal. Yes. That's incredible, though. Someone saw you doing comedy, and they're like, oh, this, yeah. this woman would be really good at acting. Mm -hmm. I bet, you know, we can get some good jobs with this lady. And that's why we always say, um, even, even if you want to poo-poo on Zoom or any of that stuff, the reality mm -hmm. is, is there's always somebody watching. Right. There's yes. always somebody watching. Unless and you mom. never know. I got like, a tingly gonna, feeling when you said yeah. that. <laughs> you never know who's going to tune in. And like, it's also the other side of the spectrum. There's always someone watching. So if you're acting like a dickhead, yeah. you know, they're going to know, oh, I don't want to work with that person. Mm -hmm. And so I True. like that. I value that as well. You do get to know someone based off the comedy they give. And you de you definitely don't want to put out a vibe that's like 
bad and is stuck out there forever for the rest of your Mm -hmm. life. You can't change Facebook Live. (laughs) You're right, though, because um, (coughs) a lot of times people's comedy does reflect them as a person. At least I feel that way, you know. So if I'm seeing up somebody up there and all they do is five minutes of pedophile jokes, I'm like, I am not gonna book that person. Friends, friends with that person. Uh. <coughs> yeah. But not just pedophile jokes, like just terrible jokes. Just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I call them insulin jokes. Insulin. It's a new Insulate. word. What does it mean? If you're an insult and you make jokes. Oh, incel. Oh, nice. I gotta look that up. I don't even know what it means. I heard Ian saying it all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> incel. <laughs> it's like, it's supposed to be like that person that lives with their parents and they never have sex and they're just woman Haiti, I guess. Oh, okay. So a wrestling fan. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Oh, my God. Uh, no, the, I like the, uh, wrestling. I feel like I don't know you anymore. That's the um, stereotype. That they live in their you. parents' basement and they have Cheeto fingers and Cheeto. <laughs> <laughs> so... I have Cheeto fingers right now. <laughs> You're describing me. <laughs> That's oh, not good. <laughs> Wait, you're not in the basement, are you? <laughs> no, I'm totally joking. I live in an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I live on my own. I couldn't live with my parents any longer. <laughs> oh, what? That's cool. You know, nice. parents, yeah. That's a good. That's a good uh, tip for parents out there. If you want your kids to move out, just be really annoying. <laughs> make them move into the basement. Make them move. Make the parents move to the basement. No, make the kid move to the basement. Then move oh, I see. Um. So, Linda, do you have any like anything planned? Any projects or anything like that? Yeah. What you working on? What am I working on? Well, I want to do a few. First of all, what I'm working on is my health. All right. Yes. I know that's not the answer you guys wanted. All right? I mean, that's not the funniest answer, but that's very important. <laughs> that's important to us I, if it's important to you. Yeah. I, I'm honestly taking kind of a break, but in August, I'm look, looking forward to doing a few shows that I'm producing on my own on Zoom. Nice. Um, one of them will be for charity, and the other one is um, a show based off something that uh, Athena and I, we we share, but I, I don't want to give too much away. Ooh. This is just the, the thing that I kind of want to start Latina doing. Latina show. It's a Latina show. All, Almost, <laughs> almost, but I'm not going to give it away. It's an angry Latina show. Hey, gosh. <laughs> I have been doing some hosting gigs for Act Your Stage competition series in Canada, Toronto. Ooh. So if you're a Toronto comic, there's auditions happening every Sunday, and I'll be hosting one of them or a few of them this summer. Uh, so if you do magic or comedy, that's what's happening this summer. Other than that, I'm just taking a little bit of a break and focusing a little more on the acting, trying to get my first booked gig. It's gonna happen, guys. Hell it's yeah. Gonna happen. Out Hell of yeah, it is. Yeah. And then the more you do it, the more you're gonna get that the the whole making the video um audition thing, you know, because that, that sounds like it's a lot of work. 
it's a set it up to a lot edit of it and all that stuff. So the more you it's do, also it, teaching you me that. how to be my own editor and director. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it does. I'm learning making, so much. You're making a two minute you know, film of yourself now, but imagine what you could be doing in, you know, in a few months to a year. And when I am a huge famous director and superstar, I'm hiring you two in my movies to act or do comedy or whatever. All right. That's, that's what I do. I put my own talent in my mood. I'm going to be the next female Adam Sandler guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'll be the female Nick Swartzen. I, I like it. Okay. Male Kevin James. Oh, yeah. I'll be the male <laughs> Kevin James. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I was gonna already a male Barrymore. Kevin James, but okay. I was going to say Drew Barrymore, but. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, true. I like that. You'd be the male Drew happy. Barrymore. You'd be Andrew Barrymore. The male Drew Barrymore? Andrew Barrymore. Oh, <laughs> okay. Why am I always a male? That's just something about you. I don't know. That's too much about me. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, Linda, do you have, like, a, a specific uh, long-term, like, ultimate goal of where you want to be in, like, uh, either comedy or just in life? Like, is there a certain place you want to do comedy in? Is there a certain country you want to do comedy in like what what's your big dream what's on your vision board right now my vision board is number one helping people number two becoming a famous rock star (laughs) yeah i'm gonna be touring and singing my own music with my own band in every major city in the world and three i'm gonna be the first latina to win five oscars oh Dang. Not four, not six. Not four, five. not six, five. Five. But I'll be nominated for ten. But I'll oh, only win five. Do you sing? Do you uh are you in a rock band? I do sing. I do sing in in, in Spanish too. <laughs> nice. What's what's your do you do you have a genre or do you just bounce between them? Rock. Just rock. Rock oh, hips right. Jazz, but mostly rock. I'm not that good at jazz. I, I sound good in jazz. jazz. Have you sang like professionally or in front of an audience or anything like that? Yeah, I used to be in choir, show choir. I've <laughs> I've sang in New York. I did Hungarian singing as well. Wow. I yeah, I did karaoke competitions. You know what, Linda, you could totally like get like a band together. And with all the shit you're learning for your uh, filming, your your auditions, auditions, you could totally make like music videos and stream them onto Facebook or YouTube like that. I mean, you could totally this this can totally happen. I was also thinking you can incorporate singing into your comedy somehow. Yeah. Well, actually, that is my next step is to revamp and because everyone thinks that what I have now is my only thing. Guys, you don't know. I am mixing the comedy and music. It's going to happen. When? I don't know. But it is going to happen. I'm going to be a triple threat, bro. Hell yeah. Comedy, singing, acting, bro. That's good. I feel like, um, you know, any talents that people have, um, mixing them with the 
mixing them with the comedy kind of makes them unique. Yeah, it gives them like an extra spicy flavor. <laughs> Linda's already spicy enough. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, my country doesn't eat spice. Like, <laughs> oh, you're right. El <laughs> Salvador and Uruguay don't eat spice. Oh, I think you're like, I thought you meant Canada. Canada. Oh, I wasn't Canada talking about Canada. Either. Yeah. <laughs> they like stuff. They have how, ketchup chips. How do you like being a Latina in Canada, by the way? Ketchup chips are too spicy for me. Oh what? my goodness. Oh my god. I think that answers both of our questions. Mind blown. <laughs> Whoa. I mean tapatio chips, maybe. They're not ketchup chips. Oh. I actually do like the jalapeno Doritos that I can handle. Those are good. Because they remind me, they remind me of chips I had in El Salvador. So I think that's why I like them. But yeah. What were we talking about before we brought up food? Uh, <laughs> did life exist before that? I know, right? <laughs> Wait, what, what are we talking about? uh life oh yeah the ultimate goal was to to have um eight oscar no wait seven eight five five, five, five oscars. oscars 10 nominations <laughs> yes hell yeah i, I feel like that. that's gonna happen oh you're too. singing we're talking about your singing yeah yeah there we go yay yeah back on track with sam oh yeah the singing okay so honestly i just want to rant for a second there are people who like get their jokes in like ways in which I'm like you know to each their own but people think what I have is all that I got and I don't gotta pay nobody I take a class and I'm just getting help no one's writing my jokes for me I write my jokes and I can prove exactly how I got everything from my own life and I'm, I feel like people underestimate me and think that it's not good enough. Wait until I come back just singing my whole set, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> because I have yet to show you guys all that I can do. And I have to for the people who always thought Oh, I'm too ugly to do this. Oh, I'm I'm not pretty enough. Oh, I'm too fat. Oh, I'm too depressed. I want to kill myself. For anyone who's ever thought those things, for anyone who said, oh, I have fibromyalgia, I can't do this. For anyone who said, I am on the spectrum and I can't do this. For anyone who's ever said, I'm Latina and I'm not going to get the same recognition as another white comic. For anyone who's ever been a woman and felt like they can't do this because it's unsafe, or because they're not getting the opportunities. I'm doing it for that because I recognize that I have privileges that not a lot of people have, and I can't waste those privileges. I can't just sit on my ass and do nothing. I want to be a voice for people so that eventually I can give back to the community and not just be such a moocher. I want to help people. That's my end goal here is to help people. And I can do it by helping myself and wanting to get out of the depression and wanting to pe- show people that you can improve yourself. You can work on yourself and you can follow your dreams no matter what. You can follow them and you can make them happen. Absolutely. Oh, That's yeah. amazing. 
I love that. What a wonderful perspective, Linda. That's amazing. You know, I, I think that you are an amazing comedian. You know, you've been doing it less than three years. You've come a long way. You're so funny. But you're right. We haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg yet. Yep. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And sometimes this might sound like a bravado or like I'm bragging, but it's more like a it's more like a a war cry, you know, like <laughs> I'm I'm ready to take on the world and screw the haters and for women who have always been told no. There's there will be someone who will say yes. And you just gotta keep going no yeah. matter what happens. Keep going, keep going in this. I'm getting emotional. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is no, you're right. you're good. And then you're I'm you're, Latina. You're, I'm Latina. I can't you're, you're, you're in your twenties. So I mean, like what are you doing now? <laughs> you know, you know, you have 10 years, you have 20 years to like learn more stuff. So you're just gonna get better and better from here. Yep. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's the idea. (laughs) Well, I feel very confident that you're on your way. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you, Athena. I love you, you, boo. Thank you. uh, Thank you for hanging out with us. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Sam and for helping me. Helping me in so many ways. And even just giving me this opportunity means a lot. Likewise. I mean, you've, you've, you know, you're a big inspiration to us as well. We are honored for your time. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Before uh, before you get too emotional, do you want to plug your social media? Yes, um, if I can remember it. Camacho <laughs> <laughs> uh, Comedy Girl. There we go. <laughs> I already knew it. I just had to like take a moment for the times in which I didn't remember and I was super embarrassed. <laughs> it was flashing back <laughs> every moment okay. was like, uh, and then, uh. <laughs> and uh, as far as us goes we are on social media at hypothetical comedy i personally am at funky sam medina across all the boards all of the boards all of them um uh, all of my boards i'm at she shines for you it's all spelled out because i didn't think ahead for people <laughs> low attention span her her instagram is she shines for you but it's like is the number four is the word four is the letter u is the word u i feel like people get disappointed that there isn't the number four instead of for yeah well what happens they're like you had a chance to be cool <laughs> you, didn't t- you, you shoot your shot Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Linda. It's been awesome. Yes, thanks. No, thank you, guys. Love you guys.